The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 347 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host as always is... The Sultan of Seduction. I'm Joe from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are. You're looking spiffy over there, boy. Jomez, everything is horrible. Oh, no. What the fuck? I'm putting on a brave face. Oh, it's a good face. It's a great face. <laughs> What's Call the me matter, Greta baby? Garbo because I give good face. Whoa. Break <laughs> that What's... one down. What's going on? Listen, this yeah. isn't about me. Let's how let's about you. Gomez, what's up? I'm I'm chilling, you know. No complaints. Everything's the same, you know. Not great, not terrible. Yeah, it was good. It's all right. I'm, I'm sorry. It seems that you have differing beliefs here. What's, what's the beliefs, matter with you? Beliefs. <laughs> I believe, believe in that you... life is terrible. <laughs> no one should do it. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm all right. You know, what's up? Come on, spill the beans. What's, what's the matter? No, nothing. I'm just kind of tired. Want a sandwich. What kind of sandwich you in the move for? Honestly, okay, so I've been thinking about this. Mm. So long, you know, like sandwich bread. Of course. Mayonnaise, mm, lettuce, bacon, oil, mm. vinegar, oil. turkey, mm. roast beef, mm. pickles, a little mm. bit of onion. Okay. Cheese. Lots of it. What kind? American. All right. The only kind of cheese that stays red, white, and blue all year round. <laughs> I like some other, you know, some Swiss cheese. No, not some today. Munster. Baby. Not today. Because <laughs> I am proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And Gomez, I won't forget the men who died to give that right to me. So what are you going to do? I'll proudly stand up next to you. <laughs> and defend her still today, because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. And with that being said, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to follow on all the social media at Car Jomez. Leave a five star review, and if and when you do, screenshot it, tweet it to us at Car Jomez, and we'll send you an autographed eight by ten as a thank you. But Gomez. Uh, remember last week I did a lot of Disneying when we spoke last. Yeah, and, uh, and since then I did even more Disneying. Oh, oh did you? Had some some other friends come down. Went back to Disney. I spent Star Wars Day mm. at Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge on Batu. Whoa! Anything yeah. happen? Batu apparently is not just a guy in the Nation of Domination. <laughs> Batu is a planet. Wow. Yeah. So I learned a lot of nerds. 
how how crazy is it? Is it crazy packed? It was insanity. Packed. It was like a subway, butts to nuts. The whole park. I assumed I got. There what was the what early. was the wait times? Did you see wait times? Oh, everything was like minimum an hour. <sighs> everything, everything from the the Star Wars rides, obviously, to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, yeah. the Slinky Dog. Everything was Damn. an hour. Oh. It was just absolutely packed. Uh, I was with my buddy Dylan Postel Swaggle. Oh. oh. And uh, his son Landon, they were down for their yearly visit. This is kind of, they do this every year. Awesome. Uh, and even he was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this again next year. But Damn. two big things came out of this trip, Gomez. Oh, I'm excited. So when you were here, we got to see the Mandalorian. And yes, we got to yes. see him. He was this time, around. I got to meet him. Oh, shit. I got a photo op. The baby made noises to me. I made noises back because that's (laughs) what I do. I got a nice picture. We're all friends now. As I was walking away, I did one of these. I said, this is the way. And he said, hey, this is the way. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because I know this stuff. I can say it, you know? Yes. It's the one thing you do watch. You know it. And then right before that, this actually would have been much bigger for you than it was for me, but I still pop for it. As we were walking towards Galaxy's Edge, we see a meet and greet happen. And we're like, oh, who's over there? And we see Goofy. And next to him is Max, but dressed as Powerline. Amazing. You said they does this for Halloween. I've only seen it for Halloween. I've never seen it during like a regular day. So That's he was crazy. just there doing a regular meet and greet. Goofy was in like normal clothes, whatever, That's like nothing. Crazy. So we like did a screeching halt, oh, got God. on this line. And then once it was my turn, I danced with Powerline. And wow. then he turned around. I turned around. I said, look at that. We're seeing eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lucky bastard. We looked for him. We didn't see him when I was there. No, definitely not. Because this was at Hollywood Studios. I was with you at Hollywood Studios yeah, when we, we were looked. There. You, you mentioned, like, oh, he would be over here. So, so we did look. He was in a different area over oh. on, the, on this day where I wow. saw clearly everything had come to light. And he was right across from where the Muppets uh, oh, show okay. is. And we're just like, oh, what's going on? But I don't know why we got yeah, the Powerline version. It's pretty I'm cool. Not complaining. But... It was great. I made a cool TikTok out of it. Follow me on TikTok at the Joe Shoes. You can watch it, like it, follow, make me very famous on the TikTok because I want to be very cool to people who are 25 years my junior. <laughs> the kids, you got to be popular with the kids. I'm, I'm here for the kids. I'm here to guide you into the next stage of your life. Uncle Shoes. Because trust me, buddy. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm going, going to on. live forever. Oh, I mean, if you made it this far, right? Why would you believe it? At this point, I think I'm uh, I'm like the Highlander. I'm immortal. Someone might be coming for you, though. There can be only one. I know. That's what I mean. You got to fight. I hope you're There's ready. There's one thing I can do. It's run away from a fight. Got to start carrying a sword, bro, if you're the Highlander. She well, goes yeah, down in the pocket. See, the, the problem is I live in Florida, so you can't carry swords. Only guns are allowed here. So Yes, and everybody's got one of those. Yeah, doesn't even make me special. Nope. <laughs> uh, what else oh. did you uh, do over there at the uh, 
you got to do the Tron ride, right? I did get to finally Ooh. ride Tron at the Magic Kingdom. It's very interesting. So I've got some big ass fucking calves. You know, they call me <laughs> Calfzilla on the streets. They do. They say that. Um, this ride is very, it's, you know, you're on your light cycle. So if you've ever, and I got to talk, I, we got to talk about this real quick. During the pandemic, I watched Tron for the first time, the original. And oh, the okay, reason yeah. I watched it was because Disney Plus had a series where they were tracking down old props um, from old Disney movies, and they were tracking them down and doing, like, these stories. So it was kind of like a Toys That Made Us, Nostalgia Collector type show. They did, like, one on Tron. They did one on Mary Poppins. They had, like, a you know, the horse from the carousel and stuff. So it was this cool show, and it's I was like, you know what? I've never seen Tron. I got to go watch Tron. I, I heard it's bad and all this, but I got to go watch it. Let me tell you, Tron fucking sucks. Not good. And, not and now, good. no, it's not. And the remake's not good either. Nope. So these are both bad movies. But now Disney's got, I guess, so much invested in it that now we got to pretend like Insane. Tron's good. Tron Insane. has been retconned to be like Jeff Jarrett. Where now we want to act like Jeff Jarrett was always good and like it's the well, best. We're just, talking we're about really we love appreciating them. him at this point now. That's how it feels like we're we're trying to treat Tron, and it's I bullshit. Just don't get it. It's went... bullshit. When you said there was a Tron ride, I said what in twenty twenty what twenty twenty three? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I think they are making a new movie. I think I'm like, sure. Why wouldn't they? Well, they have and to, right? <laughs> you go into the gift shop that you that's attached to Space Mountain because it's in Tomorrowland, but it's packed to the gills with Tron merch. No, people, Fuck do not it. buy this. Do not support this. Do Fuck. not think for one. Do not be bamboozled by the thought that Tron is good. It's not. It's not good. It's not. Crazy. No. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. I can't believe it's a thing. So but now do, we gotta, do you know anyone who likes Tron? Or do you like? Do any of your friends go? <laughs> he is a good friend of ours. <laughs> he's, he's been on the show. Because <laughs> I don't know nobody. Nobody I know talks highly. About, We're gonna. Like, you know what we should do? Let's look for a Tron fan. Sure. And bring them on the show one time. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> So I'm going to scour the internet. Good job. I'm going to find the Tron fan and then bring them on our wonderful world-renowned podcast. How does that sound? I love it. I would love to hear what's up, what's good about this movie. But there's just Tron merch all over, and I, I just look at it and I go, man, someone is getting hoodwinked right now into thinking that this is a good movie when it's not. But the ride, so the ride, you're on your light cycle. You, you know, you, you got to lean into it. So you lean forward. Now, here's the tricky part. Mm. These little pegs, you know, like uh, when you put the pegs on your bike so your friend can stand on them and sit on the handlebars. Well, sure. it's like these kinds of pegs come down over the back of your calves and Ooh. lock your legs in place. That sounds interesting. Now, for someone like me who has very yeah. thick legs, yeah. it's very uncomfortable. Now, I got them to lock, but apparently it is a problem where people who have thick legs oh. and doesn't lock, they have to then get up, 
move to the back where there's like just a normal seat that they can sit in. So you go on the ride, but you don't really get the experience of how it's supposed to be ridden. Dick boy, summer's ruined, bro. Unbelievable. And let me tell you, it was close. And once my legs were locked in, like they would not budge. Like they were locked. (laughs) You were stuck on that ride, bro. You ain't going nowhere. (laughs) I'll post, I should post that. I have like one of the videos, the ride videos that they give you because I have the photo pass. I should post it on our social media so you can see. You see, my face is like completely like, oh, because the takeoff on this ride is so fast. Like cool. the the second it begins, I don't know how fast it is. I should look it up, but it shoots you out of there, and you are going fast. It is very fast, very very fast, but it's also very very short. So mm. my discomfort didn't last long. And I'm on one hand, I'm like, I waited a long time. This ride should be a little longer. On sure. the other hand, I was like, oh, thank God, this is not a long ride because my legs fucking hurt. My, leg, my legs will be done. I get that. So how does it how does it rank on on the coast is there? It's good. It's a good ride. It's a fun ride. It's a very fast ride. The speed is what we're doing here. Is what we're yeah. all about here. Okay. And it it lives up to it. It's not my favorite Disney ride. Guardians is still like on that next level. I got to ride Guardians again so uh, in the past week and it was wonderful. I got Conga again as my song. So crazy. Which is <laughs> I can't imagine like any song being better than conga on this ride. So that's all I want going forward. All I want in life is every time I ride guardians of the galaxy have conga by Gloria Estefan playing for me. Um, If you get it again, I'll be crazy. That'd be great. Um, But yeah, I put guardians number one, Tron, maybe like it's top five out of the Orlando Walt Disney world rides. Probably maybe Expedition Everest number two. That was my number one before Guardians. What about um, Avatar? I hear that's good. It's fun, but like those screen rides, it doesn't oh, have true. the same effect. It's different. Like, yeah, yeah. I get um, it. So maybe like uh, Space Mountain isn't like that that great for me, but I would say like top three maybe Guardians, Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom, and then maybe Tron. Okay, Tron's fun. It's just that's good. Very short. Top three is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good ride. Everyone should try to go on it. You know, hopefully not have them thick boy legs going on. Mm, it's going to be rough. It's going to be yeah. rough. You know, because we don't skip leg day here. No, nah, baby. Come on. Mm. Lower body business. <laughs> Lower body business. <laughs> so I got to do that. We took a, a picture. Swaggle and I outside. There's a statue at Magic Kingdom. Uh, yes. Walt and Mickey holding hands. It's called Partners. That is a big thing on merch and stuff. The Partners picture. Swaggle and I reenacted the photo right in front of the statue. And now oh. you, yes, you listening to this podcast, watching on YouTube, you can buy the shirt right now on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes Partners featuring Captain Joe Shoes and Swaggle. So go get love that it. right now and go get all the other Captain Joe. All of them. Yes. Shirts. Buy uh buy in bulk. Yes. One for every day of the week. I don't have that many shirts. I think I have five shirts available right now. You should go buy at least five of them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, so that was fun. Really good time. Uh, I I always have a good time with Disney. It's funny. Of course. Because 
like I'm an adult and I've talked about this before. I have nostalgia from being a kid, but there is something, there is the magic. I feel the magic every time I go there. And even when I was there with, with Swaggle and his son, like Landon and I, Landon's like become my buddy. Now we've hung out enough times and he goes, man, you get so excited to meet these characters when you're a grown up. <laughs> and I said, like, why wouldn't I? Like, I'm at Disney World. I'm having a good time. Yeah. You know, especially where, like, my day is here. I'm spending the day here. I'm taking my time. I'm people watching. I'm enjoying the atmosphere. I am just trying to enjoy myself, to let go of reality. And to me, if I see Stitch over there, that is the Stitch. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go get a picture with the Stitch. Buzz Lightyear, that's the Buzz Lightyear. If I meet the Mandalorian, that is, in my mind, the Mandalorian. And I am excited to get a picture with the Grogu or dance with the Powerline. You know what I mean? Like, that's if that stuff ever doesn't, if that ever stops feeling fun and cool to me, then why am I still going? Everything always feels exciting to me when I'm there. I feel the magic and I enjoy it. And that's why I go. Yes. It's a great way to look at it, Joe. You're there to have fun. Let's have some fun. This is part of the experience. Of course. And like I'm sure it'd be a little different if I if I had a child that I was going with. You know, it's about them enjoying that experience and me getting to see the enjoyment in their eyes. But I still want to have a fucking good time too. <laughs> yes, you get to enjoy it too. The two you get to share the moment. That's fun. Like you and I had a great time getting ice cream sundays when we dropped off your daughter. Ooh, so good. That hot fudge. Oh, man, they hotted the shit out of that fudge. That Snow White ride was fun. It was good. Yeah, yes, it was. It was good times, baby. <laughs> uh, and speaking of good time, Gomez, I checked in on a brand new show on HBO Ooh. Max this week. It's about uh, four episodes in right now. It's a seven-episode arc. It is true crime story, Gomez. Oh. Starring our double main woe man, Elizabeth Olsen. Ooh, I don't know if okay. you've heard about this. It's called Love and Death. I've seen the name, but I have no idea anything about it. So this was, I opened HBO okay. Max the other day. I said, let me see what's recently added here. Yeah, sure. And I see this Love and Death and Elizabeth Olsen's the picture. I said, oh, I assume this is good. She wouldn't attach herself to mediocre projects. It's a seven episode true crime series about um, a, a woman who instigates an affair with a man from her church. She's feeling Uh-oh. unloved by her husband at home. She thinks maybe, for whatever reason, this man is you know not prototypically handsome or anything, but there's something about him, and she thinks he may be down for an affair, and she just matter-of-factly throws it out there. Like, hey, you want to have an affair? And they set some ground rules and whatever. But eventually, they cut things off. The, the other wife finds out about it encounters her, brings out an axe to attack her, and Elizabeth Olsen ends up, out of self-defense, killing this woman. Now, that's, a, I guess, a spoiler, but it's a, it's a true story from the early 80s at a small town in Texas. So you sure. can go and look up the story. So I'm only four episodes in. That's all we're up to. Uh, I guess they're getting released weekly. I watched all four. It's an interesting story in the sense that I really don't think it needed to be this long. Uh, seven episodes is a lot it's a lot especially when a lot of it is just we're just i feel like so much of it is just being dragged out we probably could have done the whole series in four 
what we do. We're just doing like everyone's paranoid, like what, like well, trying just to uncover in, the. In episode four is when the murder happens. We we do so oh, much so build up on just the geez. affair itself. And wow, that's crazy. Uh, she's obviously the biggest star in it. There are some other people who look vaguely familiar. And I guess the, the other one would be um, Kristen Ritter, who played Jessica Jones. Yeah, she's pretty famous. She has a, a small, like, she's she's in it, but she's not doesn't have a big role. She plays, like, Elizabeth Olsen's best friend, kind of. So she's in it, maybe, but she's not even in every episode. So it's, like, weird that they would cast her, of all people, in, in this role. Um. But it's it's a David E. Kelly show too, so it's got some panache to oh, it, you know. When you put that, it there, like oh, there created by David E. Kelly, so funny. But so yeah. I'm looking, uh, Jesse Plemons, he'd be the next famous person. But yeah, the rest is I don't know none of these people. All right, I'll check it out. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, I tell Kelly, yeah, she likes that stuff. It's interesting enough if you're into the true crime genre. It's interesting enough to where you want to watch it. I just think they could have kind of cut some corners, cut some pieces, probably a significant amount, because a lot of it just feels like it's being dragged out for no apparent reason. Like, you get the gist of it pretty early on. Sure. Definitely. It is something I would check out, because, you know, HBO gets the benefit of the, you know, the doubt and, there. And, and that, that's why I'm like, oh, if this is an HBO yeah. show, like, I, it's got to be some kind of quality. Yeah, all right. I'll put that on the list there. All right. Um, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but I talked about this year how I wanted to watch some more stand-up comedy. I wanted to get yes. back into that. Um, so I've watched, you know, Chris Rock, Marlon Wayans. I didn't bring up. I have watched uh, Bird Kreischer. Razzle yeah, Dazzle. he's a big thing now. So I never had seen anything for him. So I watched that when that came out about a month or two ago. I really liked it. Thought it was great. I thought it was funny. Um, so I was, you know, I'm like, oh, so far so good. And uh, this past weekend, I think a week ago. Uh, John Mulaney dropped a new comedy special on Netflix. He did. I I know nothing about this man. I know he's was one of the most popular comics, right? Like the number one comic for a couple of years. So, and this is my thing with, like, how are you the number one comic if, like, I just know he does, like, voice acting. And I guess he was a writer for SNL for a while. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when his last Netflix special dropped, and everyone was like talking like, oh, John Mulaney, John. And I'm like, yeah, who? I know. I, I'm the same way. I was like, who's John? Like, okay. So I saw this came up. So I was like, let me check it out. It's called uh, Baby J. It's on mm -hmm. Netflix. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed this thing. Like, so I don't know if it's different. I know he's gone through rehab. So he might be doing things a little differently nowadays. But what I saw, I enjoyed. I don't know if I want to go back. And see his other stuff because I think I think there was a like a dividing line, rehab, post rehab. You know, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be different. But this this John Mulaney, I could get down with it. It's an hour and twenty minutes, a little long okay. for a comedy special, but I thought it was really interesting because he's talking about rehab, he's talking about his interventions, talking about life, reflecting, you know, telling stories. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. See, I've known him as like a voice actor. So he was the voice of Chip in the Chippendale Rescue Ranger movie that came yeah. out last year. He had been a voice on uh, Big Mouth. Yeah, because he has um, a very distinct high. Yeah, he's got a very thing. whiny voice. Yeah, like he talks like he's from the 1920s. Hey, everybody, what are we doing? So hey, Yeah, so like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about his look that makes me I get it. apprehensive. Well, he, talks, like, he talks about he's he's not as high energy like that because he's not on coke all the time 
Well, he was a big coke guy. So that's why he'd be pacing it. Hey, everybody. So now, like, he's talking kind of normal. He's still, his voice is a little high, but it's not as fast and it's not as crazy. So that's also probably why I enjoyed it. He, did, he didn't seem as annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know enough about him to really have an opinion. Sure. But he does seem like the type who would be annoying. 100%. I just, I said, you know what? If I'm going to be getting into comedy again, he's pretty popular. I should watch this guy's shit. Here we go. I'm glad I did. Okay. So I'll be checking out the next one. So, so well, far, so good. John Mulaney yeah. made a fan this week. Made a fan, bro. Look at me. I love it. Making memories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you would like the special. I think you would you would find it funny. <laughs> the stuff he talks about. I'll throw it on my list, see if I get to it. Yeah. You know, not crazy. Like I said, and now with 20, I was looking, I was like, oh, this thing's still going on. Yeah, this like is... a comedy special is usually about 40 minutes, 45 minutes, somewhere yeah. in that area. Hour 20 so, is a commitment. That's a movie. That's a movie. Technically, anything over 40 something minutes is, is technically now, I'll a tell feature you, length. Movie. I'll tell you when it's a feature length. So, hour 20, you're a movie, oh. John Mulaney. So, what? An hour seven's not a movie? No. What, hour 20 is the start? No, it's not the start, but I gotta t- you got to tell me what it is first, too. Like that Power Rangers movie was like an hour last week or the week before. Yeah. Not a movie. That's a movie. No. It is. It's, it's, it's a special. It's a special movie. No, it's not. It's not a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a special. This is the- but a special could be a movie. It can't be. Not in my, not in my world. And that's where we are. Sure. Call me Jeff Jarrett, because we're in my world. <laughs> Come on, you didn't love how he he always won that nope. title match, no matter what, no matter how hot the opponent was. Jeff Jarrett could not lose that belt. Oh, oh man. fucking! God. Remember when he was an MMA fighter? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> someone oh. someone mentioned that to me like recently, so it's been on my mind. So funny. Like Jeff Jarrett <laughs> turned himself into an MMA fighter to challenge Kurt Angle or something. Oh, yep, that's fine. Remember him with the gloves? That's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, we're talking wrestling, Joe. Did you watch Backlash live I, from I Puerto did. Rico? I, I didn't. Hi. I didn't have the interest in it. Um, there's nothing. Why no interest in Bad Bunny? Look, Why? I got no, I got no issue with Bad Bunny. It's just like, it's not enough to make me watch a wrestling show. Live for Puerto Rico, the first time in 18 years, bro. No. Nope. <laughs> <coughs> well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. You're you're a proud Puerto Rican individual. Sure. Um, Why is it? Now, I got to say, we're, the opinion is skewed because we grew up in New York amongst sure. a very diverse area yes. where we even have our Puerto Rican Day Parade every year. I don't understand why it's so important to leave Puerto Rico and then tell everyone how much you love it after you left it. <laughs> Listen, it's nice, but, you know, it ain't great over there. Like, if Damien Priest loves us so much, why don't you move home, kid? It ain't that good over there, baby. It's but beautiful. Like, we got a Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York every year. And that's all well and good, but Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States. That's like saying, like, 
Oklahoma should get a parade in New York every year. Do the Oklahoma State Parade for all the people that used to live in Oklahoma. Our friends, Joe is back to hating on the Spanish, bro. It's uh, been it's a, a long time. Question. It's been a long time since the Encanto hate was coming straight on. Whoa, I can't believe he's back just saying, fuck the Puerto Ricans. Unbelievable. I did not Unbelievable. That. What is happening here? I love the Puerto Rican women. You comparing us to Oklahoma? What? Yes. <laughs> this is crazy. You both That's fall under the stewardship of the proud United States of America. The only country, Gomez, that stays red, white, and blue all year round. Unbelievable. Uh the pay-per-view was fun. The crowd I heard was really good things about amazing. The, the crowd was amazing. They were up for everything except for because for some reason Bad Bunny was not the main event. Crazy, crazy shit. So the match right after the crowd was like, all right, we need a break. But then they got up again for the main event. So not bad, not bad at all. A lot of fun. If you're a wrestling fan, I think you should check it out. Because a crowd like that, right, it makes the show more fun. It makes it like, oh, this is a oh, fun-ass yeah, show. So it was good. It was a good time. Now, I forgot it was on. seems to have been killing it with their premium live events lately. Yeah, but baby. But like a show like this, okay, you tell me Bad Bunny's going to be there. I get that. I understand why it's a big deal. Like, I, I genuinely do. But, like, the buildup for the rest of the show, like, I guess – Cody it's a regular pay per view. It's just a, yeah, yeah. like there's not there's nothing about it that makes me say, no. oh, you know what? I'm really really want to see this match. No, and, and, and sure, all these matches can go out and deliver. You know that's fine, but they just it wasn't anything that really struck me as an outsider looking in. Where I was like, oh, I should go out of my way to watch this. But then night of my timeline, my text messages were filled with people telling me how much they're enjoying the show. Hundred percent. Yes, I, I I forgot a hundred times this thing was coming on, because WrestleMania just happened. I'm like, I'm not ready for more pay per views, and uh, but once it started, it was good. All the matches delivered, and uh, it's fun. The next pay per view is in uh, they're going to whatever Saudi Arabia, so of they're course. not going to be in the U.S. for a while. Never come back to the U.S. And then they're doing the U.K. after, so they're doing like three straight pay per views. Are they doing the Wembley? Make sure they get it first. <laughs> <laughs> I forget where they go. <laughs> Boy, those tickets are selling like hotcakes, bro. So, what is it, 50,000 now they're up to? No, they're close to 70,000, bro. Wow. That's crazy. I can't wait to watch it now. Like to see that crowd. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I think at this point, the momentum going, I mean, is it that unreasonable to think that they'll sell it out with another, what, month to go? No, nah, they got. Like two months, I think it's in June. Okay, right? so they, they got two months just about, and uh, day of tickets. I'm sure they'll do promotions. Yeah, when they, if they're close to selling out, they'll buy those last fucking five thousand. You know, they're gonna sell. They're gonna set, try to say it was a sellout, which is crazy. I looked up uh, flights. You ever look up a flight to the UK, Joe? <laughs> no, bro. There are so many fees. It's like a five hundred dollar flight. It's like, okay. all right, that sucks, but it's a long flight. I get it, right? And then it's this fee. There's a UK fee for 200 There's a this fee. It's like $1,100 just one way. It's like it's like, instead- it's like ordering from Uber Eats. <laughs> it is like ordering from Uber Eats. <sighs> like you say, oh, okay, the food is $20, but then there's a, a app fee. Then there's a delivery fee. Then yeah. there's a tax fee. And then there's, oh, informational fee. And then they want you to tip for delivery anyway. I'm like, you just you just charged me four ninety nine. 
It's like, oh, but the, but the tip is what goes to the driver. Then what does that four ninety nine go to? Well, they're greedy fucks. But you're of upcharging course. me on the food anyway. Uh, a, oh, yes. a, a cheese roll up at Taco Bell's costing me an extra dollar on Uber Eats than it cost me in the store. Yes, it's ridiculous. It is. Anytime Kelly's like, oh, you want? I'm like, nah, bro. I'll just run out real fast. It's all right. Like, I just, I, I can't justify spending $15. And I, I spend money, bro. I got no problem spending money. But for something like that, it's like, I could just, I could spend the 10 minutes and just go down to Cold Stone. I don't need to spend $30 on $15 order. That's just crazy to me. I've no, done it. Thank I you. do it. I get it. I get it. The same thing, like a Domino's. Like, I'm like, I don't want to throw that money on Domino's. It's so expensive. And Yo, even like, remember, like, I remember, like, it used to be like a, a no brainer. Like, you order a pizza, it was free delivery, and you would just tip your dude, hey, here's, you know, a couple bucks. Thanks for bringing it. Now it's like, oh, $5 delivery, and they still expect you to tip. It's crazy. Oh, bringing up things that have a lot of fees. I wanted to let people know if they didn't know this, uh, this week. I think it starts on Wednesday, so it's already happening. Uh, Live Nation, they're doing their $25 ticket thing. And it's like good shows. Fall Out Boy is on this list. Ghost, Pantera, Janet Jackson. Like real shows that you could go to for $25. I did it last year for Mudvayne and shit like that. So it's definitely checking out. And how out, much do you get charged in fees? Uh, I think the fees are in the $25, but you do have to pay some sales tax depending on your state. So still, if you spend forty dollars, it's still not terrible for you know sixty, seventy dollars tickets. Here. I, I just hate the culture that we're in now, where after taxes and fees and all that, your ticket basically costs double what your ticket costs. Always, it's always an extra ticket. It's I, I pay for two tickets. Ticket. I pay for two. Nope, there's a third one. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's it's so annoying. I hate it's it. ridiculous. That's why you got to pick. That's why you pick and choose what concert you want to go to. Because like, it, it well, if I'm going to spend three hundred, I used to love going to concerts. Now, granted, oh. I'm older now. Would I would I go to as many concerts? Not even close. But like now, it it so de incentivizes me to even go in the first place. It's killing me. It kills me. It's like it's not fun. Don't even get me started on Taylor Swift, bro. These tickets, I just, I just, oh my goodness. Oh, let's They're talk about Taylor Swift though. $1,300 for behind the stage. I just had to say that. For behind the stage. For behind the stage. And this isn't just New York. This is everywhere. Detroit. She cut all up and down the 1300 for behind the stage. Go fuck yourself, people. That's fucking ridiculous. I got no problem overspending for Taylor Swift. But for behind the stage, suck my dick, bro. Get out of here. What do you want to say about Taylor? No, because she announced she's going to do Taylor's version on another album, and now yes. John Mayer's really concerned uh, about it. He's feeling the heat, bro. Dear John, what's up, bro? Like, what does he think is possibly going to happen now? Bro, it's a big deal. Because he, he felt that heat when it first came out. Now it's all over again. Because he saw what happened to Jake Gyllenhaal. That's all he had to deal with for Look, a month. Taylor man, Swift questions. Here's the thing, though. You're John Mayer. You get yeah, he lots don't really care. of he hot really don't care. Like, you've moved on. Okay, you're going to get questions for a week, but guess what? You're going to go back to being a world-famous guitar player and banging hot chicks. Is it really that big of an inconvenience, John Mayer? Bro, he won't be able to enjoy Twitter for two weeks. Come on, it's very important. 
Yes, because I'm sure John Mayer's like refreshing his see if they took his blue check mark away. Ah, uh, you never know, bro. <laughs> like, like John of all the people, this is like Paris Hilton deciding like, oh, she has such troubles. This guy, unbelievable. So John, John Mayer could find 101 things more important to worry about that he got to feel the heat over. This ain't that, my uh... dude. Taylor Swift was young, bro. They're going to start hounding him. You don't know. It could start some problems. People start digging. They start digging. Oh, if you did that to Taylor, who else did you do this to? You know? Mm. I don't want to hear these. <laughs> so just pe- people just can't say nothing if they're, they're famous. Huh? If you no, got some I'm money in saying, the bank. Like, I can see like people coming at John Mayer with like bullshit paternity suits. Or some some baseless accusations, but to think that what he's got to really worry about is Taylor Swift remastering a fucking fifteen year old record—that's what's really gonna put the screws to John. Ma- oh my God, John Mayer has ruined everyone. Oh my God. Oh fucking two days of fucking Variety asking for an interview that you're gonna deny anyway. Enough. Enough. Isn't it good if that's his only problems in life? That's what exactly. he has to worry about? You should hear about my problems, John Mayer. <laughs> How about the fact that I'm not rich and I'm not a world-famous musician? Bigger problems than you and Taylor right off the bat. Oh, John Mayer. <laughs> Do you like John Mayer? Are you a fan of... Uh... Yeah, I guess it's all right. He's got one or two songs. I don't know. I, I, in all honesty, like, I couldn't tell you John Mayer song off the top of my head. I'm sure I know them. Like, if you're like, oh, this is John Mayer. I'm like, oh, I've heard this. I know he played uh, the guitar solo on the Fallout Boy cover of uh, Beat It. Yeah, he did. Great song. No, it's pretty good. I, I, he's, I know, like, I know that he's, like, considered a pretty good guitar player. He did that one episode of Chappelle Show. It's a great episode. It's great. It's great. What I'm trying to think. What's the what's like the John Mayer song? I oh he sings that um Is he you're beautiful? No, he sings that daughter song. Be good to your daughter, some Don't shit like call that. Me daughter. Pro Jam's the best, bro. <laughs> John Mayer. Let's the top three John Mayer songs. John Mayer, Gravity. Out of my head. These are new songs, though. Waiting on the world to change. I remember that song. You're gonna I don't remember live forever in me. What the fuck is that? Oh, your body is a wonderland. Yeah, that's, that's it. Your body is a wonderland. That's not what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, and then daughters. I can't play it because uh, we're gonna take it off of YouTube. But you yeah. know, you know those two songs. Everything like, I, else, I'm sure I, I know some of these other songs like waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like, yeah, that's it. Those are the three songs. Yeah, don't know so, the rest. Uh, yeah good job, John Mayer. You don't have real problems. <laughs> oh, poor John Mayer. I'll be. I'm gonna send him angry tweets now. I'm gonna make his life hell for a week. I see. That's something I won't do. I get blocked too easily by people. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that a good thing? Like, 
They don't want to deal with your shit. Goodbye. You should be doing the same thing. No, it's just that, listen, like, I never tweeted shit to Ben Roethlisberger, and he blocked me. And I can tell you how Ben Roethlisberger (laughs) even knows that I exist to block me is crazy. Kevin Smith, I never wrote shit to Kevin Smith. And then he blocked me because he fucking vanity searched himself. And I wrote something like, I'm really tired of Kevin Smith bitching about Southwest Airlines. And he fucking blocked me. Kevin Smith's a bitch. He's the worst. He's Exactly. Bill Cosby, just because I wanted to know where he was still able to find Quaaludes. I'm I'm not accusing you of anything, bro. I'm just interested in where you got product. You weren't going to tell nobody. Oh, I thought this could be our little secret. Between the bros. Like, what the fuck? Do I look like a man who doesn't want to do quaaludes? <laughs> oh. What are we even doing here, bro? Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, you uh, watch anything else, Jeff? I watched a big movie this week. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, baby, the biggest. Oh, of the man. week. <laughs> yes. Big time movie. The MCU is back, baby. Oh, boy. Phase so five. Both have you believe. <laughs> We're talking Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's Ooh. right. And as, be... as per what? IMDb. Oh, well, yes, because it's the thing. You know, I'm running to the movies. I have no idea what this movie is fucking about. Not one second. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians, if successful. This don't tell you shit! It's the vague, it's the vague, it's a very vague story. It is, I get it. But yeah, I'm like... This is a rocket raccoon story. Yes. And I think that's kind of cool because it's kind of different, right? Yeah. So I'm, sure. I'm interested. And early on, we are attacked by the Adam Warlock coming in and yeah. he like leaves Rocket to die. We use one of these space fantasy med magic med packs the that can't fix Rocket Raccoon, but can fix it. literally anybody else in the world of any disease <laughs> or fucking injury or whatever. You can literally kill people and put this weird fucking looks like an ankle weight across their chest and then they're fixed. <laughs> because fucking James Gunn really. <sighs> this movie. Oh, man. There's, there's a lot in this movie that don't make no fucking sense. Let's oh, put it out we, there. Here we go, folks. Okay. A lot in this movie that don't make no fucking sense. Oh. And number one is this idea that. You put this fucking med pack on someone and they're miraculously cured of whatever their ailment is. And somehow Rocket Raccoon is the only person who can't be killed because he has a kill switch or something in him that needs to be deactivated. Yeah, of course. Okay. What's wrong with okay. that? Okay, okay, okay. I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm good. Okay, yeah, we're not gonna kill, we're not gonna kill Rocket Raccoon here. We're just gonna send the fucking sovereign and Adam Warlock. To catch them because now we are introduced, Gomez, to the high evolutionary, right? The high evolutionary, and he's the one who created the sovereign. And we've met the sovereign before, 
The yes. Sovereign is pissed because they hired the Guardians to protect them, and Rocket stole their batteries. Stole those fucking batteries. A hundred years ago. Remember that? Volume 2 of Guardians of the Galaxy. But now... The high evolutionary wants to act like he ain't known where Rocket been this whole fucking time. That the, he sends the Sovereign after this guy to kept capture Rocket for him. Just didn't know where the fuck this raccoon was the whole time, even though he'd been hired by the person to catch him. He created the fucking Sovereign. He created Adam War. This movie is maddening in its he, fucking plot holes. He yells at them for saying... You failed to tell me that this rocket was there. He yells at them about it. But like, you don't pay attention. You're the high of the. You're supposed to be the almighty smartness. The galaxy is huge. I don't understand this. It's that fucking big. We have We're the picking internet. nits here. What are we doing? You're telling me that this guy just been on high evolutionary land and don't get the fucking news? Oh, the guardian saved the planet today. That's fucking cool. All right, but that's all the way on the other side of the world. They're gone by the time he comes back. He not getting updates like, hey, Sovereign, high evolutionary here. What you been up to? Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy saved us from this fucking squid monster. It was very nice of them. And then they stole our batteries. They so didn't we're... say that. Yes, that's what he says. He goes, "You, why would you fail to tell me about the rack rock? Yeah, he says this, brother. He complains about it. I'm complaining about it, too. What else? All right. So what? What else happened here? Oh, look. <laughs> is this movie like the fucking best thing since Endgame? I don't know. Maybe there's been a lot of mediocrity since then, right? I think you and I can agree on that. Oh uh, yeah, but I like things more than you. But yes. But we we haven't had a smash hit. Sure. I still don't think we have. There is a lot in this movie that I do like, but it feels very disjointed at times. I feel like more than anything, we're getting a collection of short stories to lead to punchlines. We're getting quick jokes and the action keeps on moving. This is a long movie. This is like a two and a half hour movie, but things are moving so fast that I feel like in a lot of situations, we're not getting proper buildup or proper explanation. We're just trying to keep the joke moving. To make us feel good about something because the story, the real story behind Rocket that we're getting flashbacks for is pretty fucking heavy, Doc. Yeah, it is, bro. And I'm not going to lie to you. There is a point in this movie where Rocket is shown in his cage during one of the flashbacks and he's got his three friends, right? We got Lila and Teefs and Floor. Teefs. I love it. (laughs) And they're all adorable. And Lila keeps saying, it's so wonderful to have friends. And at one point, we get a scene where it looks like Rocket's going to die and he's going to cross over and he's waiting to take that walk across the Rainbow Bridge, right? And Lila says to him, the sky is beautiful and it is forever and I'm flying with all of our friends. And Rocket stands there and kind of cries out like, can I come? And that moment hit me like a fucking sack of potatoes, man. Because I've lost a lot of friends and I want to be able to see my dead friends. And that fucking hurt like fuck because I know what that feels like. And there are a lot of these moments in this movie where 
James Gunn does a very good job of making you feel something that you may or may not want to feel. But as an overall movie, it just feels very disjointed in a way. You keep bouncing around between these feelings. And as soon as he gets you on something heavy, he feels the need to follow it up quickly with some kind of joke to make you forget it. Sure. And I think that does the movie a great injustice. That's something you complained about before. That's what, uh, you know, in the Thor movies, anytime yeah. something's like, so, oh, it's cancer time. Oh, yeah, yeah. what about this? Yeah. So, I yes, it's something you have complained about in Marvel movies before. Uh, right? I talked about last week. I said uh, some of the reviews i seen talked about how it's heavy and maybe, you know, it's not for little kids. Like, it's a little rough. And I can see a lot of little kids having some rough-ass time with this movie. It's a PG-13 movie where you're actually like, oh, maybe kids under 13, maybe they should be uh, waiting a little bit for this one. It's rough. Uh, but I agree with you, Joseph. I did not love this movie. I see people loving it. And it's the same thing like with Guardians 2. I didn't love Guardians 2. I liked it. I love okay. Guardians. I love Guardians 1, one of my favorites. It's just... Stupendous, fantastic, love. Agreed. It. Guardians two, I liked it. I just like being with these characters, right? And it was good. I had a good time. I didn't hate it, you know. Three and a half, whatever. It's four. It's fine. This is the same kind of thing. I love being with these characters, but the whole time, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I was never like, oh, this is all like, oh, I'm really enjoying. I'm just like, okay, haha, I'm laughing, having a good time, but I just wasn't like, oh wow, that was a oh. It's just, it was okay. I liked it, but nothing, not great, I felt. Even the story, the overwhelming story arc as a whole here is that Rocket's being tracked down by the high evolutionary. He's got the Sovereign and Adam Warlock out on the hunt, like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> and at no point is Adam Warlock feel like anything more than like this throwaway comic relief character like dunce motherfucker who's distracted by like a fucking possum like the character like i don't know anything about adam warlock that's not how he acts people are complaining about and 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 this is going to be my thing so i don't know what adam warlock is like in the comics but if this is what he is and if this is how you were prepared to use him then there there had to have been some other way to go about using this character or not using this character because it felt like James Gunn just had an idea of the how he wanted to end his trilogy and however he had to get there sense be damned he was going to get there he, he wanted to leave us with a happy ending and he was going to find some way to do it whether it made sense or not did you like that did you like that we didn't get uh, Gamora like falling in love with Peter? Like they didn't yes. try to force that. Like, because I, I was worried they were going to. Yes. I, I almost felt like it was going to be the Chasing Amy story. And you know, if you guys have ever seen Chasing Amy, it's the story of a guy who falls in love with a lesbian and she doesn't return his advances until she does. And at that point, it's like she gives this whole speech about I'm a lesbian. Like this is not this is not happening. It's not what I'm into. And if you are a person of that nature, if you are like a lesbian, if you are part of that community, you got to be watching it in that moment. Go, fuck yeah, you tell him, man. And then she comes back five minutes later to make out with him. And I understand Ben Affleck's a charming son of a bitch, but, 
Like, <laughs> and that's how that's really what I felt was going to happen in this movie. It was like they constantly beat you over the head with Gamora saying, I'm not your Gamora, I'm not your Gamora. And then she was all of a sudden going to be. I'm like, yeah. oh yay, great. The other thing is nobody dies, right? We thought, oh, some some people are dying in this movie, bro. Had we to. just oh no. And uh not one person died. No one important died here. When realistically, they they cheat us is what it is. We have so many scenes in this movie. We have cool looking fight scenes, cool looking battle scenes, as you would imagine for a Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. And like Drax gets hit by like some massive laser cannon multiple times. And you're like, holy shit, he's dead. Only to be back in the next scene. Like, oh, yep. Hey, what's up, everybody? Got that Wolverine uh, healing power going. They they threw one of those ankle weights on me, so I'm good now. <laughs> Meanwhile, like other people are getting killed, slayed in these battles, but it doesn't matter because they're not main characters, you know. And then there's the whole thing of like, what is the Guardians' policy on murder? Because they're going into the battle. Batista's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill all these people," and Peter Quill's like, "No, you're not." And Drax goes, oh, we're going to kill some of the people. He's like, no, you're not going to kill any of the people until they end up there and they slay like almost an entire planet of people and just leave them there. Groot, kill them all, he says to him. (laughs) So, like, I don't know if this is uh, like, you know, set in stone or in writing or whatever, but I would love to see what the official policy of the Guardians of the Galaxy is on killing. I think they uh, play it by ear, I guess. You know. That's what it sounds like. These are really bad people, so it's okay if we kill them. It's all right. <laughs> uh, $118 million domestic opening, Gomez. Uh, short of the expectations, they were expecting kind of 126 areas from what I've read. So not okay. that far off, but still got to be a little bit disappointing, especially when considering Volume 2 clocked in at 146 opening mm. weekend. So you're talking about a $28 million difference from – uh, volume two to volume three, there, but that's also like eight years ago, like legit, isn't that like 2016 or something like that? It's uh, I don't know if it's quite that long ago, but yeah, probably around that area, actually. Yeah, well, that's that's a long time ago. No, so this is change? still uh, 118 million dollars in a post pandemic world is still a great opening, but we saw a great opening with Ant Man 3 recently, and then it cratered for week two, went down 70% from week one to week two. What do you think now? The reviews seem to be a lot more complimentary toward yes, the Guardians movie than yes. it was the Ant-Man movie. And I think that's fair. I, yeah. I, I do think this is a, a substantially better movie than Ant-Man 3 was. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, like the Rotten Tomatoes, like 70, 80 percent. Even the, the fans, like 80, it's like 80 percent, 90 so it's pretty much everyone's on board. Like, you know, they like it. They don't love it. But I have seen people who absolutely love it. Of course, um, I think it. This next week is important, but uh, nothing comes out this week. This is a slow week. The big release is the following week that Fast and Furious comes out. So they have a whole week to themselves here to try to to not get that seventy percent, another seventy percent drop, and then maybe Marvel does have a problem. Well, it, could it be that we just have a superhero problem? I don't know because I think Do, if it's good, have it's we? Good. Are we at the point now where? People are superheroed out in a sense, and we'll still have that built-in audience that are going to go see it no matter what. Kind of like the wrestling crowd. When wrestling's not hot, you still have the built-in wrestling audience that, that is going to watch no matter what, but the casuals stop coming. 
do you think maybe we've reached a place with superhero movies where that's where we're at now? It's possible. Uh, people say this shit all the time, superhero fatigue, but I, mean, I think it's always silly because there's four superhero movies come out of fucking year. It's not like, you know, there's 80 horror movies. No one says, oh, there's horror movie fatigue. They don't say shit like that. That's because so, no one goes to see them. <clears throat> that's that's <laughs> false. Horror movies are proven. I believe Evil Dead has just crossed the $100 million mark, baby. Insane. Insane. Comes out on digital this week, so people start checking it out even more. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I guess, right? We we all said, let's see what happens when Guardians comes out, and let's mm-hmm. see what happens when the Flash comes out, right? This is the two big, the two big things this year, right? Because I don't know, the Marvels comes out later this year. I'm sure it'll do fine, but they can't be expecting. Well, the first one made a billion. There's no way they could think. I would be shocked if the Marvels opens with a hundred million dollar weekend. Uh I it's true. Uh, I I don't see it happening. It'll be close. The, the original Captain Marvel movie was not great by any means. And the Miss Marvel show had a lot of mixed reviews. You know, you're going to get a lot of people who just aren't up for that kind of fare. So I would find it very difficult to believe that all of a sudden that movie's going to have a $100 million opening weekend. Bro, I bet you like 80% of the people see that trailer and go, who's this little Indian girl? Yeah. Who's this black girl? They don't know these people don't watch these shows. Yeah. Like that's, that's so that's the, the people are gonna be confused right there. That's the thing. I think they overestimate their shows and that everyone will watch everything. Everything will watch everything. So that's also another thing when people say superhero fatigue. Oh, there's so much stick. Well, people ain't watching everything. No one's watching those shows. We're watching those shows. Regular people ain't fucking watching those shows. You know, people said Mandalorian ratings were down this year. So what the fuck you watching on Disney Plus then? Like, I don't even understand. No, at this point, you have to really question why you have Disney Plus if you're not watching that stuff. Because, I don't know, are you going to watch Oliver and Company for the 45th time? Like it, When you have a little, little kid, yeah. But as your kids get older, Silo don't watch Disney like that once in a while. You know, same thing with me. Now that Mandalorian's over, um... Oh, this week, uh, that Muppet show comes out this week, the Muppet Mayhem with the mm-hmm. Dr. Teeth thing. Yes. So I'll I'll be watching that. But I haven't, since Mando ended, I haven't opened Disney Plus at all. Why would I? No, What's every, every now and then, I'll throw on like a uh, like an X-Men or a, a spectacular Spider-Man as something to fall asleep to. But it's not something I'm actively watching. Yeah. You know, everything I could- else, like I, I've seen The Little Mermaid. I, you know, like I've seen it enough. Where unless I had a kid who wanted to watch it, like I'm probably not ever gonna go put that on again. Yeah, there's probably so many series, right? We don't even know about it because we ain't turning it on like we do to HBO. Oh, what's new on HBO? Yeah. Disney, we ain't doing that shit at all. No. I couldn't tell you what's on there. So I I still have it because I got that bundle with the Hulu and, and the that's ESPN. the thing. I have that so too. It makes, it makes for life me, easy. It makes life easy, and for me, especially as a hockey fan, ESPN Plus gives you almost the entire center ice package for, for whatever whatever the add-on is, five bucks a month. So I will keep that even during the off-season because I do get my 30 for 30s and other yeah. content that I enjoy, baseball tonight and stuff like that. Exactly. So for me, I'm not getting rid of the bundle anytime soon. Yeah, so it's like, mm, I got it. It's like Netflix. Netflix is something I could get rid of tomorrow, and I, I wouldn't miss it. Honestly, you might not miss it. I don't. 
my wife watches stuff because she watches old shows. Like that's the thing, like catching up on OC and you know One Tree Hill and all that mm-hmm. shit like that. But me, I'm like, like I said, oh look, there's a John Mulaney thing. That's the first time I watched Netflix. The Power Rangers. That's it. Yeah, I watched uh, the Waco series this week, um, because it was there, and I remember the news story when it was happening in real time. And obviously, it's an sure. anniversary now, so it's been a big deal. Uh, a ton of Waco content for all you Waco files out there. <laughs> Um, insane, insane to watch. Um, but that could have been on any streaming network, you know what I yes. mean? Like, and there probably is something on a Hulu, and probably is something else because you know these things don't exist in a vacuum. So if one Waco show is out there, seven of them are out there. Hundred percent, especially like you said, if there's an anniversary. Yeah, everyone's trying to make Waco content, of course. Uh. Uh, so go on, let's hit some music. Yeah. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Mm, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Main man standings, Joe. Where they falling? It's an interesting movie because, I mean, it's going to come off like I have a ton of complaints, and I genuinely do. I, I probably have even more complaints than I've been able to articulate throughout this conversation. At the same time, there is so many entertaining moments in this movie. Like, throughout the entire movie, I am chuckling, I am laughing at, at jokes and one-liners from almost every single character, uh... Obviously, the Mantis and Drax relationship is amazing. They are just have phenomenal chemistry together. And I'm going to miss seeing them together as a pair. I'm going to miss seeing this crew because we've grown to really enjoy this team, this ensemble as a group. And it just, it sucks. It feels like we did get cheated out of genuine stakes because they did not kill anyone. They teased us with it multiple times. To the extent where even at the end where you think you're getting a final death and you're like getting upset it's about crazy. it. It's, it's like, whoa. Like, oh, wow. They really went there. Yeah, huh? it's crazy. I was like, and what it's like, ah, no, you know, kick out at two. And, <laughs> you know, a deformity is cured in literal seconds. Yes. <laughs> like, and it's just there were so many little things like this in the movie where you're just like, okay, but that's bullshit. And this is a plot hole and this makes no sense. And there's so many of those things that they almost counteract all of the good in a sense where you leave this movie feeling unfulfilled. That's how I felt leaving this movie. I felt like I was entertained, but I left feeling unfulfilled. Like I didn't like this movie didn't live up to its full potential. And that's really where I'm going to leave with the, this Guardians trilogy. I'm, I'm kind of upset with where it left me for what I feel like it could have been. But there's still so much in there that is good and fun and, and sad, but it makes you feel things. And when you're able to draw that, those kinds of emotions, like you're, you're doing something right. So it's a tough grade for me. I'm I'm going to go triple main man, three stars. Like, definitely watch it. Definitely see it. 
I just don't think it's this great movie that some people are trying to make it out to be. Like I said, I think that's just because they love these characters. So just spending time with these characters, no matter what it is, they're just gonna they're gonna love it. Uh, I'm there with you. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I liked it a little more than you, but I didn't love it. Like I said, I have some of the complaints that you have about it being all over the place. It's very heavy one minute, and the next minute we're having some silly stuff. Uh, but the action, the action is wonderful. The that one take scene in the hallway is fantastic. A lot of good shit there. Uh, I will miss all these characters. Um, they like everyone splits up, right? They go do their own things. Uh, the movie ends saying we'll see Peter Quill again, Star Lord mm-hmm. again. That's interesting. I wonder where we'll see him show up. That'll be you know, especially if he's on Earth. I wonder if he's going to be like a new, like hey Spider Man, what's up? I'm over here. Hey, something like that. Um, and uh, Batista will probably never see it again. <laughs> Batista. Yeah. I love it. I've... And it's interesting because for, we heard like he's just done with this character. He's done with the makeup. He's done with all this. And that's why in the Christmas special, he was all covered up. And here they yep. get the new Guardians yep. uniform. So he's all covered up again. So oh, it's like yeah. they found ways to cover him up so as to not go through that entire makeup process. But I guess still like he's but he wants to be a, a serious actor and he wants to yes, branch that's out. Why. And I give him credit for that. Yeah, he's done well with that. everything that that horror movie he did uh, knock at the cabin. Yeah, that's on streaming now for everyone who wants to check it. I believe it's on Peacock. Yes, it is actually yes, it's on Peacock. Yeah, it's on Definitely Peacock. Check it out. He's great. He's wonderful in it. So good. So, I mean, listen, I you can't blame a guy for wanting to spread his wings a little bit. I mean, it's not like. It's not like this is a guy who's been acting for 30 years and finally found the role of a lifetime, you know? Like, this is still, like, a new profession for him. And he's, you know, like, I do I, selfishly, I'd like him to be Drax forever. Of course. Where do you think we would see some of these people? Like, Mantis, like, where would she show up? I don't know. Because, you know? in all honesty, I don't think we would feel, if part two, she didn't click with Drax as well as they did, we probably wouldn't have gotten as much Mantis in the those Avengers movies. It's true. You know, let alone no. that that Christmas special where it really became the Mantis and Drax show for a long time. I can see like the and then the rest of the Guardians, I can see them doing an animated special or maybe yeah. another holiday special, something small. Some kind of shorts or yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We like it. Joe, for as much as Joe complained, three stars. I mean, yeah. he had more fun than bad. Yeah, so. it's just that the holes are significant, sure. you know, and it really does bug me. Even as I'm watching the movie, I'm going, but like, I guess, I, I, I like, sure, fine, <laughs> you know, and then they tell a funny joke and you start laughing because. Batista is really funny and Mantis has some good lines and yeah. you know everybody has like their their chance to make a joke. We get we get Groot being a kaiju at one point where it's like you know what just do whatever you want man. Like what you think of the F bomb, bro? Get in the fucking door, open the fucking door. Oh, yeah, it was like <laughs> come down so nowhere. I, so out of nowhere. <laughs> oh. I will say I think um the high evolutionaries, uh, Chuck Woody, Iwuji. I'm probably oh not God, saying yeah. his name right, but that's 
he gives off, you know, we always talk about the Marvel villains never being like all that great. He's pretty he's fucking great. hateable. He's great. He was great in Peacemaker and he's great in this. He's he's great. So, I mean, this is it's not like he does anything physical where he's it's just his whole attitude, his aura, yeah. his presence and what he's trying to do is very believable and it's really it pulls you in to a, a really good extent where you're like Man, I want to see this guy fucking get it. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, you talked about superhero fatigue. Well, yes, we don't we don't got superhero fatigue on this show, Joe. We because don't. <laughs> no, because we need something to watch next week and all the other weeks that are coming up in the summer that we won't have a new release of something streaming or in the theaters. So, we have a wheel, Joseph. I'm sorry, what? We have a new wheel to spin. What? Oh, baby. What wheel is this? The wheel of superheroes. We're watching superhero movies all summer long, Joe. Oh, baby. Are you excited? Did I come up with this? This was my idea. For... And you just sprung it on me. No, no. This was my idea for last month. And then you said, oh, what if we do video games? And I said, oh, okay. And then we'll do the superhero thing for the summer. You said, okay. And that was the conversation. <laughs> that was the show prep. Uh, so I went and I looked for superhero movies. You know, not the ones we always talk about. Some of the forgotten ones from, from many, many years ago. We got movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. We got it all over. So I'm excited. Great. You excited? <laughs> so excited. We'll be spinning this wheel probably about seven, eight times throughout the whole summer. This is from now until August. So, you know, we we ain't going to do it every week. But, you know, once in a while, we got to spin it. You ready to spin it, Joe? <laughs> Let's spin this wheel. Oh, I'm excited. What's our movie for this week? Oh, yeah. No! <laughs> Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie. Is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, this, I believe, is on my Twitch stream. A lot of these movies, <laughs> we might not be able to find them. Well, I mean, I'll be able to find them, but they're not streaming anywhere. So this will be on my Twitch stream for all you folks. You know how we do. If you want to play along, just hop on this weekend. I had the Twitch stream live on May the 4th. I showed Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Patterson cut, which the guy took the series and made it into a two-and-a-half-hour movie. You know, it was interesting. It's some good stuff there, bro. So Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash mezmovie. Come join us. Let's watch some... Uh, Nick Fury, the agent of shield. I was so upset it almost landed on Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. What a movie that is. I can't wait. Oh, baby. <laughs> you excited, Joe? Oh, thrilled. We're starting off with a banger. I'm, I'm I, nervous. I see that. I'm nervous. I hope I wanted us to start with something a little better, but oh, this is life, right? <laughs> Such is life. Oh, well, that's next week, Joe. We got to spin another wheel before we can get there. Uh, so let's hit some music. Yeah, baby. 
It's now time for the Big Finish. All right, Joe. It's Big Finish time. Let's spin this wheel. You love when we spin wheels, baby. It's your favorite part of the show. I used to love wheels. Oh, 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 oh. Look at this. Another video game. Mm. Arcade games. Big finish time, Joe. This will be fun. Yeah, I think this is a layup, actually. Here we go. What do we think here? Simpsons, right? The Simpsons game. And that would be on my list. Ninja Turtles. Possibly. Mm. But for what me, else? number one, and NBA Jam. Of number course, yes. one. And it's, a, it's close on my list. It's top five, maybe. Mm, NBA Jam. I do love NBA Jam. I'm trying to think. Mortal Kombat 3 was my shit. Um, House of the Dead was my shit. <laughs> My uh, my my uh, my third one because I'm gonna keep the Simpsons on mine. Simpsons was a really big one for me. My third one, however, probably a little later on, late '90s, early 2000s, a cool looking cabinet. Sit down, grab the wheel, and make some crazy money. It's <laughs> Crazy Taxi. Mm, that's great. I'm gonna go with a cabinet game, but I'm gonna go with the Star Wars game. Well, you had the little joystick, and there was three levels. You did the horse level, you did the level on the little the little uh, starship. You'd have mm. to fight Vader with the lightsaber. It was crazy. That was oh, my shit. Vader. <laughs> Maybe not now. Sometime later. <laughs> that was an easy one. That's one, two, three. Yeah, this was an easy one. Love to hear it. Hit him with dumb plugs, Joe. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Remember to hit like, leave some comments down at the bottom there. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you get this podcast. Screenshot it, tweet it to us at Car Jomez, and we'll send you an 8x10 as a thank you. You can follow all my stuff at The Joe Shoes, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes for some new t-shirts, YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes for the same food reviews that have been up for like the past two months now. <laughs> uh, the Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter, my Twitch feed, twitch.tv slash mezmovie. We're watching Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring David Hasselhoff. This is from 1998, folks. It's got to be good. <laughs> I, I can't see how it wouldn't be. <laughs> so I'll be streaming that all weekend long. You know how we do. Yep. Come so come us. watch with us. That'll be the chatter for next week. And, of course, whatever else we happen to come across on our streaming services and seeing what's new. But Gomez, until then... Let's make like Tom and Caruso. Peace.